0: What up, ma'am, fam? Kent here from the Mad About Movies podcast, along with my cohort, Brian Gill. Hey, Brian. Hey, man. How's it going? It's going good. Hey, I just want to give our listeners an inside scoop on a new show from Wondery. Wondery is our podcast network that we're a part of, and it's probably the best podcast network on the face of the earth. And I say that with no exaggeration. Uh, These are podcasts unlike anything you've ever heard. And this particular podcast that we're going to tell you about is particularly interesting to our mam fam because it's about a movie and it gives you an inside scoop at the making of Psycho. Brian, have you ever seen the original Psycho? Oh yeah, of course. Of course. Albert Hitchcock. That's a classic film. That's one of the all-time greats. That ranks very high on pretty much every list, right? Like if you see an AFI list or an IMDb ranking or something like that, Psycho is, is usually... Very, very high on the list, and uh, and that's a great film. And and you know, I don't love uh, I don't love horror movies or thrillers or anything like that. But Psycho is such an interesting movie. It's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to ignore how great that one is. It's iconic in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm, and this mm-hmm. podcast actually gives you an inside scoop at the making of Psycho, and it's called Inside Psycho. And this is an audio drama. Wondery specializes in some of the best audio dramas out yeah. there. Some of the best uh, narrative storytelling in podcasting and uh, stuff that's based on real life. And this one's actually the first episode of this is actually based on Ed Gein. I was actually listening to this this morning and it's it's got uh, sound effects and music and it's an actual kind of movie in your head. Mm -hmm. And it's perfectly narrated. And this is based on Ed Gein, which the story of Norman Bates and Psycho, of course, was based on murders of Ed Gein. So it gives you an inside scoop at Psycho, and there are multiple episodes in this series. So this is the first one for Inside Psycho from Wondery. When it comes out, which is very soon, this is an inside scoop we're giving you. When it comes out, hit that subscribe. Subscribe to all the Wondery shows. Let them know you appreciate them and us and what they do for us to get our name out there and to give you guys exclusive deals and content. So enjoy this, and we will see you guys uh, at the cinema. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye. The following contains mature content. You've been warned. From Wondery, I'm Mark Ramsey, and this is part one of Inside Psycho. December 8, 1954. A local farmer, Seymour Lester, was doing what he always did at this time in the afternoon. He walked into a tavern in the tiny hamlet of Pine Grove, Wisconsin, looking for a drink. This time of day, it was rarely crowded. Hello! But it was never empty. The tavern was run by Mary Hogan, 51 years old, 200 pounds, a woman who could swear a blue streak and arm wrestle half the county, the male half, and win. But where was Mary? Seymour knew his way around the place. Best thing to do is wait, but why wait thirsty? He reached around the bar, grabbed a glass, and poured himself a tall, cool one. Ah, that tasted good. When you're sitting alone on a bar stool in a tavern that's never deserted, it's an odd feeling. It feels off, wrong. From his stool, Seymour scanned the room. His foot hit something. He looked down to see what it was. He reached down and picked it up. It was a 32 caliber cartridge. Spent. He looked around the bar when he saw something else on the floor, something that chilled him. It was a large patch of blood. It was streaked, as if a body had been dragged through it. He followed the bloody trail outside to the parking area where it vanished, and at that spot, tire tracks of a pickup truck. His heart started beating fast. Did something happen to Mary? He ran down the road to the nearest farmhouse. He phoned the sheriff, who soon arrived to investigate. But other than the cartridge, the blood, and the tracks, they found nothing. Mary Hogan had vanished. She would never be seen again. But her face would. Her face would be seen Skin from her skull, softened with oil, and stuffed into a paper sack, Mary Hogan would become a mask. When the local sawmill owner, Elmo Uwek, needed a handyman, he called Ed Gein. Eddie was a slight peculiar fellow. Everybody around town knew that. But he was a good enough sort. He knew how to fix things. He was good for conversation, and he was particularly easy to tease about women. Elmo loved that. Eddie, though middle-aged, was not just mild and meek. He was also a bachelor. Sometime after Mary Hogan disappeared, Elmo hired Eddie to work on one of his saws. Eddie, if you had spent more time courting Mary, she'd be cooking for you instead of being missing. She's not missing. Now, this struck Elmo pretty hard. Of course she was missing. Everybody in town knew she was missing. What in the Sam Hill was Ed talking about? Eddie rolled his eyes and wiggled his nose. Gein biographer Harold Schechter described it as the expression of a dog sniffing a skunk. She's not missing. She's down at the house now. I went and got her in my pickup truck and took her home. Elmo laughed. Eddie was strange, reclusive, but harmless. Eddie kept saying it to to anyone who raised the topic. She's not missing. She's down at the house right now. That's a good one, Ed. Tell me another. Another. There was a rumor circulating about Ed Gein. Some folks swore it was true, they'd seen it with their own eyes. Bob Hill was a teenager and the closest thing Eddie had to a friend. They were quite a team, this boy and a man old enough to be his father. Together, they'd hunt rabbits, go to the movies, socialize. One day at Ed's house, the old man brought out some of his prized possessions to dazzle young Bob. These are genuine shrunken heads from the South Seas, Ed said. My cousin sent them. He fought in the Philippines during the war. Leathery skin, long matted hair, hollow eyes. Bob couldn't bring himself to touch them. They were, they were not shrunken at all. In fact, they looked all too... real... Another two boys lived down the street from Ed. Every now and then they'd visit, because Ed always had the kind of strange things at his house that fascinated young boys with nothing else to do. One boy, who was then eight, recalled walking into Ed's bedroom and seeing three heads hanging on the door, heads with skin, hair, all that. Are they real? As he walked home, he asked his brother, "'What are those?' Oh, probably Halloween toys. Okay. But from that moment on, Ed Gein never let either boy back into his house. April, 1947. Plainfield Cemetery, 1.47 a.m. He had been to the cemetery at this time of night many times, alone, Tonight, he would not leave alone. Tonight, he would dig. He read the obituaries every day. He knew many of the names listed there, but some were more interesting to him than others, especially the middle-aged women. Sometimes, while the dirt was still fresh, he would dig, like he was digging now. He made probably 40 visits like this one over the years. He took what he wanted. He took what he needed. And then he returned the casket to the grave and left it as he found it. He was proud of the way he left the graves. He told investigators later they were always in apple pie order. Eddie Gein, simple and mild-mannered, Was a ghoul. How was it possible? December 27, 1917. La Crosse, Wisconsin. Christmas still in the air. Snow, snow, snow everywhere, a biting winter wind. Almost alive, pricking you like a thousand frozen spears. Squeezing his coat closed tighter, the boy trudged through the snow, a few pennies in his hand. Ahead was his destination, the neighborhood bakery. He was here to buy that loaf of bread, that one there. But the money, the coins, they were they were right in his hand. Where did they go? Not on the floor, not at the door. <sighs> he would have to go home. The baker carefully lifted the bread and tucked it back behind glass. And home the boy went. His mother would not be happy. He was crying. He lost the coins. He had no loaf of bread. You dreadful child. Only a mother could love you. Ed Gein was seven years old. One of Eddie's earliest memories, his parents' grocery and butcher shop. If you go out the back, you're a few steps from a a forlorn wooden shed, no windows. Eddie had never seen inside. Many times he had watched his parents take animals into that shed, pigs and heifers. He heard the noises screams. What were they doing in there? He waited till his parents weren't around. He crept out the back of the shop and along the path to the shed, black in the distance. He could just open the door a crack, but that was enough to peer inside. And what he saw... In the middle, hanging upside down from a chain in the ceiling a dead hog. His father held it steady on one side. On the other, his mother ripped a knife through its belly, sliding it all the way down the torso. She reached inside as the hog's guts slid from the carcass into a tub at her feet. Flies, flies everywhere. He saw his mother and his father. They were bathed in blood. Oh, he wasn't quiet enough. His mother heard that noise. She glared at him. What was that glare? What was that expression? A frown? A grimace? No. No. It was a smile. Yes. A smile. We hope you enjoyed this taste of Inside Psycho. To hear the rest of the episode or more, tap or swipe over the cover art to find a link to the show and subscribe to Inside Psycho on iTunes or wherever audio thrills you.